0: I have to sneeze really bad. Let's see. do it. I don't think I can now. Ah! <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> boop, boop, ba <ba-doop. laughs> Boop, boop, um. Welcome to Podcast, a Pretty Little Liars podcast where we're watching and discussing every episode of Pretty Little Liars, one at a time, spoiler free. My name is Emily. I'm Kelly. And I'm Addie. Emily and Kelly have seen all of Pretty Little Liars. Addie is experiencing the show for the first time. This week, we're discussing Season 1, Episode 19, A Person of Interest. This episode was written by I'm Arlene King and Jonelle Lennon, and directed by our good buddy, Ron Mosari how do I say it? Lago Marcino. Lago Marcino. Okay, let me say it again. This episode was written by i King and Jonelle Lennon and directed by our good buddy Ron Lago Marcino. A person of interest originally aired on Monday, February 28, 2011. And this is the one where, after a shocking revelation from the police, it looks like the four little liars could be crying wolf. Last week, I almost said last year, Last week, Addie's predictions included Allie pushing the girl down the stairs uh, and Allie knowing that Jenna was in the garage that night. There may have been others, but that's what we have written down. No, those were the... Yeah, those were, yeah. like, the two. But the one with, like, the Allie in the garage thing. Was like, they chatted about that. last episode. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so previously on Pretty Little Liars, Don't Tell, Sexy Shower, 214... Creepy Flute Jenna, Ian and Jenna, I Know You Want to Kiss Me, Bloody Trophy, and Dick Cop is a Dick. Bloody Trophy sounds like something you'd say if you were British. (laughs) Ah, the Bloody Trophy! I can see Ron Weasley saying that. Yeah. So we start at the precinct, uh, so pretty much a direct connection from them getting pulled out of school to now. And all four of the girls are separated and talking to the cops. Um. Also, Spencer's mom is the only one that we see in the room with their child. Um. But I assume all of them. But since all the parents were there, I would think that this time the cops did it right and like had all the parents in the room. Especially after Spencer's mom was like, "I'm gonna blow you all up for not following rules." They were scared. I'm glad that the parents finally stepped in and did something. Like it was nice to see them all there. Pam and Spirit, like <laughs> yeah. Pam in the other room on the phone with Wayne. I also liked seeing that the girls were like telling the truth and being together for once about stuff. Telling most well, of they the yeah, truth. they told a, a minor lie. Well, yeah. I, I mean, literally, I typed really a bunch of little liars, and then I made myself like laugh. nice for once. They're actually like talking to the cops and saying something. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We gotta protect it all, but yeah, the yeah. Spencer thing is different. But like they gave up some of the information that they had been keeping very it's nice to see that they were being smart. Also the girls precinct outfits, all very cute. I didn't look at any of them. I don't know what they are. Uh it's all various black things. Spencer's wearing kind of a cute like I guess it would be like a military coat is kind of the way to describe it. Uh, like a pea coat of some kind with like a lot of big buttons, and Hannah was wearing I think a big like pea coat type jacket too, but she had these really cute like thigh high stockings. Um, Aria had like a cute outfit on, but they were all it was all like black, kind of funerally esque. Yeah. I realized we just watched the episode, but their outfits do not stand out to me at all. I, don't I forgot that we just watched the episode. Um. And then Garrett shows up for the first time. Garrett, my name is just Garrett in all caps with a whole bunch of heart eye emojis. Yeah, I forgot about him. so cute. Like, I remembered him, and I remember, like, his story arc immediately upon seeing him. I don't remember his story arc, but I remember, like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, Garrett, I love him! And then I couldn't remember (laughs) why I felt that way. Um... But, yeah, so, like, uh, him showing up, like, brought back a flood of memories, but I had completely forgotten about Garrett until this moment, uh, and then, we're- Do you think you would problems. call a Garrett Gary? I Garrett. I guess it depends on the kid, because, like, there's some Garrets that are just Garretts. Yeah. Like, in, uh, community, like, I would never call him Gary, well, no, but he's a loser. This is a cute Garrett. I don't know, man. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call him Gary. He seems like a Garrett to me. Also, maybe I would just call him Officer, because why not? I think his last name is Rollins. I don't think so. It's something with an R. I'm pretty sure Rollins, um, Rollins is a is- name that they use later for a character. Rollins is from SVU, too. But oh. I, think that, I think that's why it stood out to me when they said it. Gotcha. Anyway. Um, then we're in Spencer's house, and th- we're not blaming you. We're blaming ourselves. Uh, and they're telling Spencer that Melissa said she was crazy, so yeah. they're going to get her help. So which like it's cool that they're like trying to help but like, like they're they don't know what's going on fully it's and they're also, like like they're approaching it in the weirdest way yeah. and they should not have let Melissa walk in with Ian at it, all They Ian, shouldn't they should have let Melissa and Ian listen at any point because like Ian's the thing that's agitating her but it's also like so like to have him walk in normal. is just making everything worse mm-hmm and then, um, but, like, the fact that they haven't been around and, like, as far as we can tell, haven't been, like, paying attention to what's going on, like, even as a parent, I don't know if I would have said, well, Melissa's suggested this and, like, told us about what was going on, so we're gonna take our parenting advice from your older sister because we're not paying attention. Yeah. Like, and, like, it's like showing your hand of cards, yeah. Before like raising the bet, you know. I mean, it is also dumb that none of them went to therapy after their best friend went missing. Oh, for yeah. sure. For there sure. There should have been some kind of counseling. The school should have offered counseling. Because mm-hmm. like the way Spencer's parents are treating it, are like, "Oh, you're you're just you're just broken right now, and not broken, but you're damaged right now," and like, yeah, you know, but not in the. You can be fixed and repaired and, like, you're well, crazy. Like, and, like, you shouldn't let a 15-year-old girl tell you, like, nah, I'm fine. I don't need to go to counseling. My best friend just got kidnapped, you know? Yeah. Um, also, uh, we talked about this amongst ourselves, but we didn't mention it on the podcast. The cop's makeup. Oh, yeah. He looks. The, like the a cops, crusty nose yeah the cop's makeup has like a weird <laughs> like prosthetic look Vibe. to it. that they did not do really? well it has See, the energy of prosthetic so, makeup like an old man to me oh, like, his his makeup makeup was if you so did you look bad. at his nose his yeah. nose looked like it wasn't real yeah, it was like and like bulbous old man nose and like his his. It like felt cheeks. like they were trying really hard to be a bulbous old man nose. Yeah, like it's like they accentuated like he was he was an old man, but he was like they made him older. They made him like haggard almost, like instead yeah. of look instead of being old and fresh, Haggard. Because <laughs> we were talking about Harry Potter. Okay. Yeah. Also, I think I think <laughs> Byron and Ian are just too smooth. Uh, That's another show. The weird, like smoothing thing they have going on, like the glow of all of <laughs> face it. tune just, everyone. Well, it's just like the whole thing, and especially the background. The lights are super blown mm-hmm. out. It's very. It's. I do not know this isn't the beginning. It's so cheesy. Yeah. But, but Ian just looks. Does this too mean they're weird. all dead and in a dream. Did I? Did I miss <laughs> the ending? God damn it, Addy! Why are <laughs> <laughs> you figuring out know, what's gonna happen? <laughs> You're ruining our podcast. <laughs> uh also the hastings family just not a great family dynamic and they all oh we're still talking about the there. hastings yeah they all suck i backtracked <laughs> for a second um so then we're in the locker room and Paige looks pretty cute in this outfit her with, like, hair her is sweater. weird and, and i never know what's happening with it. i think it. it's too short and nobody knows what to do with it like that's why it looks weird then cut it shorter I I want to say they're going to let it grow out. Like, it cut just... it shorter. Chop it all off. How cute would she look with like a little itty-bitty pixie cut? She probably would look pretty cute. With a little Mose, pixie cut. if you're listening. Shave it all off. Shave it all off. Um, it would look cute. And so Paige wants to pretend like nothing happened. And Emily's pissed about that. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just go around kissing people and pretending like it didn't happen or like it doesn't matter. Because it does matter, unless you both agree it doesn't. You know what I mean? Sure. I can agree with that. (laughs) Um, And then we're at the motel where Toby's going to check in for a couple of nights because he doesn't want to be at the house with Jenna. So he's going to escape until his parents come home. But also, does Toby even have parents? Yeah, he never talks about them, but he has them. That's how you get a stepsister. And then, you can't have a stepsister without a step parent. You're an orphan. I mean, and you have step-siblings. <laughs> I mean, I guess they could have gotten married, and then you got a stepsister, and then they died. You're, they they're gonna let about they're gonna let alive. a juvenile delinquent who just got released from jail get on raised. murder charges raise himself. With his stepsister in a motherfucking home? No. That's not what they're going to do. It is Pennsylvania, though. That's... They're not going to do that! (laughs) don't tell mom the babysitter's dead situation. Don't tell the law that mom and dad are dead. (laughs) Don't tell Child Protective Services that mom and dad are dead. (laughs) Please, if that's a situation, (laughs) do tell Child Protective Services, because you don't want to be underage and living well, alone it's rough we're assuming we've never done it but it doesn't uh, sound easy. i had a boyfriend in high school who was in that kind of a situation and it was not great for him and so that's the only Is this like his boy with a silly name i guess quinn yeah, yeah
1: i guess that's silly, a
0: silly name. name um but yeah so his situation was not great um so, uh, but, like, that's the only experience I have of, like, a semi-emancipated minor. Yeah. It's entertaining because on IMDb, when you look at Pretty Little Liars, it's got Spencer first, then Hannah, then Ella Montgomery, and then Arya. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, Emily doesn't even make him into the, like, the pictures. Because Piper from Charm. Oh, I love Top her. lady. What's her name? Like what? Who plays Piper from Charmed? And Ella Montgomery, Holly Marie something. Holly Marie Combs. Combs. All right. So then we're at. We just got out of the locker room. The motel. The hotel motel Holiday Inn. We started talking. We started talking about the motel, and then we got sidetracked because minors living alone and dead parents. Toby uh, doesn't want to be in the house with Jenna. And I think Spencer and Toby have matching chin dimples, and that's cute. You look so closely at people's faces. Like, so close. That's the, like, sign language training in me, because the most important things for sign language are your face and your hands. So, like... I guess that makes sense. That's what I pay attention to. I, and much of this episode was very focused on people's faces. That's true. We were incredibly close to everybody's face today. Wait. Could almost feel guys, their breath. It gets even worse for the IMDb the <laughs> listing, sorry. <laughs> like Lucy Hale's number 4, Ezra, Mama Marin, Dad Byron, <laughs> and then Emily. Oh, leave. <laughs> like, She's literally li- – <laughs> but I love Shay Mitchell. Is, is it in oh. order by number of episodes that they were in? Oh, wait. In? No, no. It's, sorry. Now I see they have it in alphabetical order. <laughs> but usually they have it in by, like, main cast and everything. Yeah. So when was that changed? Oh, no. It's not – no, it's – No, it wouldn't be because Hale – Yeah, and and if it's first names, Spencer's name is Troyan. Yeah. That's by the Right, but I don't know what her last. Who is. did you say? Who did you say Trine was first? Belisario. Oh, oh, Spencer was first. Okay, because then Holly Combs. Right, mm-hmm. Holly Marie Combs. Wait, so it's Troyan and then Ashley Benson, Holly Marie Combs, Lucy uh, okay. Hale, Ashley Benson. Yeah, that's Hannah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love her. She's in a Bring It On movie. Yeah, I know I say that all the time, but I love it so much. Um then uh matching chin dimples. Oh, then Spencer hears creepy flute music coming from room two fourteen. Hey, she I knocks. played the flute. It's not creepy. When Jenna's doing it, it's creepy. Anything Jenna does is creepy. Um then Spencer knocks and the flute music stops and then she pokes her head in the window and she and sees, sees the bag. The bag that Ian gave Jenna. Detectives and everything. <laughs> Honestly, me, yeah. Let me. Let me. Knock on this door gently and then put my full face in view of like, yeah, mm, like if it wasn't who could Jenna. be in there because someone's gonna know I'm spying. Yeah. I mean Jenna wouldn't in theory because she can't see, but if it's not Jenna, anyone would know. But they're always my note going. is just not good sneakers, and I assume I meant like they aren't good at sneaking around, but also maybe she was wearing ugly shoes. I she don't had know. On, oh, she had on really cute wedges. Okay. Yeah. They were like a black boot that looks like they're essentially like an extension of leggings or whatever and yeah, then oh, they look yeah because like, yeah. yeah, i looked at them and i was like i want those boots and then there was Sorry. that one scene where or are was like do we need for the fashion I was like I Spencer's boots that's what i need yeah do we want we need uh then we go to this house wine. always what? need wine always need wine Uh, Then we go to Hannah's house. I wrote, I'm happy Hannah is happy because her and Caleb are adorable. Yeah, and mom still don't like Caleb for some odd reason. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have fallen in the toilet, but, I mean, I was a child at the time (laughs) because my brother left the seat up. But it's not something that, like, as a kid, like, I yelled. I was like, ah, because I didn't know what was happening. But it's like, as an adult falling into the toilet or nearly falling off the toilet, it's like, you make noise because it's like... You're in an det- entire room where it's like a bathtub I also, that's probably ceramic tile floor. Like a bathroom is such hard surrounding. And, and if you fall, I've, off- I've lived with four boys my entire life, and that's never been a fucking issue. It only I happened. Don't like, when I don't was- yeah, also- understand. why it's such a big deal for some boys. Like literally, my whole life I lived with boys, and I've, they've never like left it up and I let anyone fall into it. Yeah, I also like my dad never left the toilet seat up. LJ never yeah. leaves the toilet seat up. But like also I've never not looked before I sat. Like I've I've never fallen in the toilet because in like in times where like let's say they just clean the bathroom and the toilet seats up. Like they're just moments so like when I was a kid it was one of those where like I glanced at the toilet, saw it was over and I was like got to go and I fell in and it was awful. <laughs> Maybe, like, if you were half asleep. Yeah. I mean, I've almost, I've almost Reggie not. You don't turn the lights on. Yeah, in the I've almost the not sat do... on the toilet because of that. Yeah. So, like, half asleep in the dark, like, just But I also, like, instinctively, over. like, I always close the lid when I'm on the toilet. So it's, like, if it's open, like, I usually notice it more. Yeah. Like, because I just always shut it. Do the girls know that Caleb and Hannah are kissing? I don't think so. I don't think so yet. I didn't think so either, but I couldn't remember for certain. But Mama Marin knows. Yeah, Yeah, she's mad. And apparently Mama Marin was an orphan. Well, at least a foster kid. But that's why she knows, because she was. Yeah. Um, And then she kicks Caleb out. Sad. Yeah, but then she lets him back. Oh, speaking of boots, Mama Marin's boots when she like kicks Caleb's backpack over, all super villain like, where she's yep. just like sitting in the chair. All she was missing was like a fuzzy white cat to pet. Yes, or like a Bond villain. Oh, I was thinking a a jacket like Cruella Deville. Um, mm-hmm. or um, the bird from that Maleficent has. Yeah, yeah. she needs like a a pet to like. Creepily stroke with one finger. Gross. Oh, then we go to school and Fitz is talking to Jenna. And these next couple of scenes with Aria and Jenna, I don't understand how everything's so quiet. Like, Aria walked into that classroom and Fitz was like, started talking. Yeah. And like, you don't hear anything at all. Like, someone, when Arya walked in, was talking, whether it be Jenna or Fitz, and she heard no one. Yeah. It just kind of didn't make sense. And then later, when Jenna sneaks up behind her in the bathroom, like... She pops out of fucking nowhere. Jenna's also she very good at doing that. Remember in the House yeah, of Years, how she, she somehow made materializes places. Um, That's her superpower. But, yeah, so both of those scenes with Jenna, they, like, cut out audio... And it, like I could understand, like maybe Arya walked in and heard, like thought Fitz was alone, heard someone else talking, freaked out because she was almost going to say like "Hey, lover" or something, you know, obvious. That's not a thing people say. I don't think. No, yeah, but I in just, this episode of Crazy Adults using yeah. terrible lingo, I'm sure they would. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Crazy maybe they they considered it, it was and then probably somebody a said a no. Deleted note. scene <laughs> didn't yeah. make the cut. Um. But like, I could understand maybe for a second her not hearing anything because she's like panicking, Um, yeah. But like, they didn't even do that, it was just like no sound whatsoever, yeah. That was it was kind of odd. Um, and then Fitz likes Jenna's story about uh the night that Allie set the garage on fire, right? Even though he doesn't know, right? Um, and also. Aria then gets a text, like, in his classroom while her phone is on loud. The school cell phone policy is unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Um, then Em got a note in her locker from Paige. Oh, wait, it's also the same phone thing when uh, someone's calling you or texting you on Sims. <laughs> oh, the I same just... little notification. Is it That's really? So mm-hmm. This episode I finally realized, it like, the sound Like, what the Zoom's sound Yesterday, is? and I was like... I knew it was familiar. It's the same one. That's very funny. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they did that on purpose, or if somebody was like, "Oh, this is a cheap generic, stock sound." Yeah. Like, there's a lot of, um, like certain movie, movie theater, um, like iMovie sound effects yeah. that it's like people will use everywhere, like free use sound effects. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, M gets a note in her locker from Paige. Gross.
1: Um, you
0: can see for a second she thinks it's going to be from A. Mm-hmm. Like you could see on her face, she's like so scared. She's like fuck, and then I just. Be scared if I read Paige's name too. Um. Also, Hannah's outfit and Arya's outfit in like this school section. So Aria's is wearing this like red, like coat thing over a lace turtleneck. It's like, looks- a weird, fitted a line cardigan that they tried to make into a dress, and then she has a lacy turtleneck on. Turtleneck on, almost looks like she goes to a private school. Yeah, like and I pictured her like in like Gothic girl little setting, setting like, like a librarian at would wear. Like yeah. that's literally it was. It had like a it had like a Stepford like like witchy. I don't know, kind of a weird like something you would see a a scary skinny old librarian wearing in like a creepy something. But then Hannah's outfit was like a blue pea coat with like a little um she had like a little ascot or something tied around her neck. Yeah, also weird. And it was like it was cute, but it just like it kind of adds to the you can tell adults wrote this episode theory. Because like on top of them, like Arya's washing her hands in the bathroom with these like lace sleeves and she says he will not be seduced by strong characters. Like I just, something about it seemed not, it didn't fit. It was like not young enough. Yeah, it was too not hip. You not know? that we're hip. Seduced, dynamic. Yeah, she's a dynamic, oh, or she was a dynamic person. Oh, what a nice way to say not Nutball Uh, is an awful way to describe anybody. I mean, how else would you describe Allie? She was kind of a nutball. Uh, I don't think I've ever described anyone as a nutball. I want to say that's like a thing that my parents would use as a term of endearment. Like, when we were being too energetic or whatever, you're acting like a nutball. But, I don't know, we're, we're mostly from the Midwest, so maybe... My parents. That's a thing. My mom would always yell at us for dilly dallying or gallivanting. Like if if we she was like, "Are you gonna be home for dinner? or Are you gonna be out gallivanting again?" <laughs> I can see your mom saying that. Yeah. Um. So then this is where wally uh, gagging also. That's, That's a good word. That was another one. That's a good word. None of these moms use good momisms. I know. Let's have a word with my girl, Holly. <laughs> um, and then we find out, this is where we find out that Spencer is unstable, according to her parents. Yeah. Oh, this is where Jenna pops up behind Aria in the mirror, and I was like, where the fuck did she come from? Um, then we go back to the motel. The hotel. I just wrote, I love Spencer and Toby takeout, but I was like, wow, that cleaning lady sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it's so funny that... Like, you can totally tell that if they would have just said yes, like, she would have let them in the room. Yeah. And Toby's like, no, it's not our room, but. Uh. He's trying to be the she good will, guy. Yeah. The sunglasses on the floor. She, that room's not that big. She's a yeah. terrible cleaning well, lady. So, A knows how to play the flute. Interesting. Wait, why do you say that? You're setting Spencer up for all this. The bag. The sunglasses. Now yeah, she plays flute. But we saw her turn off the flute button machine. Like, the, the nobody was actually playing the flute. It was a tape or a CD. What? Where? When? In the motel room. Right? We just all watched the same episode, right? Yeah. What? When Spencer and Toby go in there to, like, check the ice bag, the flute was playing on a boombox. What? I am a thousand percent sure that this happened in this yeah. episode because we watched it today. I watched what? it twice today. Okay, I don't, know. I don't remember either time. Because <laughs> so the the first time that Spencer is here's there and here's the flute, hears the flute um, someone may have been in the room. That's what I'm saying. A could have been in there playing the flute. She's setting Spencer and them up to go in there. There's the bag. The note was in there. The bag is empty. So you think the first time they heard the flute, it was real flute, and the second time they heard the flute, it was the boombox? I don't remember the boombox at all. (laughs) It's at the end. So they, like, Toby and Spencer cuddle, and then they get up the next day and they hear the flute start to play next door. And so they go over, and the door's already open, and they push in, and the first thing that they see is the boombox. Okay, I don't remember, so... Oh, okay. That's why I was saying I don't remember any of that. <laughs> so, uh, he doesn't know how to play the flute. That would affect my prediction of... Gotcha. A, couldn't know the a may or may not know how to play the flute. Gotcha. We just don't have enough evidence to prove it. <laughs> We've got never. a lot of evidence to show otherwise, but we can't believe it just yet. Okay, so uh, they sneak into the motel room, and the sunglasses... No, the sunglasses aren't there yet. The sunglasses are in, like, the last scene, maybe? What? No, the sunglasses they find right away when mm-hmm. they go in. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, Toby's sun- like, yeah. Jenna's sunglasses. It's the sunglasses in the empty bag. And then we go to Hannah's house and Caleb offers, or Hannah offers a fluff and fold. Hmm. And Mom is sitting there like a super villain or an evil stepmother from a Disney film and uh, kicks the bag over all sexy-like with her stiletto with her boots. boots. Uh, and then Mom says, we don't lie to each other, Hannah, but like she wasn't going to tell Hannah about the money. So, she just got The only time to, like, defend Mama Marin is, like, I feel that parents being adults have a bit more of an excuse to lie about things to their kids than kids being dishonest about who they're bringing in. Like, the parent is the one making the decisions and trying to set the examples. There are things that they do poorly they're not going to want to immediately, like, readily admit to your kids. Like, I think parents have a... Children than children lying to parents. But like but, to have been to have been blatantly caught in that lie. You know, like Hannah found the money. Oh yeah, no, know, I know. That makes like Mama like Mama Marin is a very true to person of like her morals, which also it's a, it, yeah, depending on the situation, self preservation. She's like just, very Mama Marin, the moment she was caught out about it, she was honest and was like, Yeah, this is what I did. Hannah hasn't been Right. Every time Mama Marin says, "Is he in our house?" Hannah says, "No." So, like Hannah is lying. Mama Marin was just not giving all the information. It's just mom. It's just Mama Marin being a mom, where it's like, "I already know about this, so I'm going to give you all these opportunities for you to tell yeah, me." Yeah, that's and then, true. But it, so, like between that and I think parents can lie a little bit more just, excusably. I'm I'm just saying, like it. I don't think it helps to tell Hannah we don't lie to each other. It just like it's one of those things like I don't just the way that it was worded doesn't seem like it does anything for that situation. Because as a sixteen year old, I would latch on to the fact that, well, you weren't gonna tell me if I wouldn't have caught you. So we do lie to each other, so you're fucking wrong, mom. Like like but you she also shouldn't... wasn't blatantly. Like, you right. shouldn't lie to me. I mean, whatever, or, like, then she's the yeah. child yelling that bullshit and bother. Just be like, we don't lie but, to each other. Like, I told you, you have not been upfront with me about any of this. I've given you many opportunities. For once, I'm semi-amama man, so. Yeah, I just think, like, I think from a, from a perspective of, like, a 16-year-old girl, that'd be really easy to latch on to and justify sleeping in the tent with the cute boy, because why not? Uh, then we're at a weird bar. A karaoke bar. Can we bar? just not talk about any of this scene other than you, Paige? <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is where Paige is a dynamic
0: person. This is where Paige is you, again. Also, the fact that they're underaged in a bar again... I don't think, it, like, it, it is a bar, but I think it's more of, like... Also, that wasn't totally a thing until recently, that you can't sit near the bar if you're under 21. Mm-hmm. It, it's like okay, a pub. that's true. Yeah, and it's also in Pennsylvania Because they, yeah. they decided to go with, I didn't realize how rustic this was. And I'm like, that's cute or that's, like, AK, like, my area, when they call something rustic, and they're trying to politely not say trailer trash. <laughs> and, like, hillbillies. So the minute she said that, I'm like, okay. So they drove out like pretty far. Yeah, they're like the, the they're, they're like in the fucking woods. These kids also could just do whatever the fuck they want. They're in which the middle of great, like, like. nowhere. Well, it was so much easier because like you could literally drive ten minutes away and you'd be in the middle of nowhere. Here, if you drive ten minutes, yeah, you, you drive ten minutes and you made it like a block. God, anymore, I do miss the ruralness of that point. Traffic is very. Yeah, dumb. I miss the slower pace of life too. Paige is also terrible at singing. And karaoke. Yes. Oh, so bad, terrible karaoke Awful, truly a disaster I never need to hear it again um, And then weird- and- we heard it twice today <laughs> I know, oh my god I'm so sad uh, Then we go to Fitz's apartment And Aria's wearing a very cute dress Yeah And the only reason she's wearing it is so she could hear him say wow Which I was like, you go girl Yeah um, And then Hannah and Caleb are camping and They're so cute, man, it tells them about Fat Camp and he tells her about his family or something or other. Yeah, but uh-huh. I thought it was super sweet when he was like, you didn't have to tell me that. Like, And it's just, you get to see Hannah like actually being Hannah and like yeah, well, talking and fact- about herself and not being like, like with Sean, where she had to just be everything that he idolized, mm-hmm. but also trying and convince him to be like, no, like me for me, like who I am now mm-hmm. and like but also think I'm like pretty, I but I still before. need to shield that because I'm different than that person I was. A year ago.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's nice to
0: see her relax a bit. If, even though she's for all the time. Yeah, but it's good. Yeah. They're very cute. Uh, my note for the next scene is, hate karaoke. Uh, which means that that was the awful karaoke. It sucks because I love karaoke, but like oh, I hate karaoke on TV. It makes me so sad. Uh, then we go to the motel, and Toby <laughs> is crushing it. At Scrabble Yeah And then he gives her His pajamas It's so cute He's like Don't take this the wrong way But you look uncomfortable Like do you want the tops Or you the bottom?" You look uncomfortable In that jacket and tie Sorry. I was like what an interesting combination well, of things. I like. I like that he's not just like you look uncomfortable in the outfit that you're wearing here. Take all your clothes off. It was like he was trying to kind of. But he's always been very respectful. Keep it respectful like, he's, yeah. Never yeah. Been, he's never come off as that weird. Like who would even do that? But yeah. like I think just in the like. For him in the context of the situation. Because he immediately turns around and he's like, don't take this the wrong way. So he specifically picks two pieces of outer clothing that, like, wouldn't change the, like, sexual situation of the room kind of a deal. Plus he's also, I mean, he's definitely got some experience of having unwanted, like, sexual attention thrown at Mm -hmm. him. And, like, he knows how to be, yeah, I'll have more wine. So it's Um, like he's extra cognizant of... Making people feel comfortable and being nice. So it was like Yeah. Even from when we first met him where he had that terrible haircut and now it's better.
1: He's so cute. Know.
0: What a good guy. Like he's also just been a very polite, nice character and he hasn't done anything awful. And then I thought Toby's tattoo changed sides, but we fact checked yeah, it you and did. It <laughs> you hardcore I looked really it up on did. the internet, guys. It's yeah. fine, it's still on it's his so left I researched cool. the shit out of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, cause in my head when he, first I shouldn't be doing the research when that's we true. Did I these questions. I know. I know I don't know why you well, did. I, I specifically know. typed in I was like Toby, um, Toby Little liars uh, tattoo side. So it was like I was like I'm narrowing this down and I'm only hitting Google Image. So that's what I did and it came up. You saw all, yeah, it was up, all left side, left side, left side. Toby pictures. But for some reason in my head I had him like facing a direction with his right side facing the girls when he, like, first puts his hands up and just, they see the tattoo in the cafeteria. For some reason, what it was, like, mean? distinctly in my head on the right side. Do we know what that means yet? Right Yeah, that was the day that uh, him and Jenna weren't a thing anymore. Like, he got sent away to Yeah, rehab he was finally free. School. Yeah. Totally just said, oh... It Was okay in timeline, yeah. I said, great. Oh, okay. Um, you just signed it, yeah. yeah. So Toby said, I'm, he a, I'm not a little drunk right now, and Addie should not be doing the research. Um, um I hey, I narrowed it down though just because I know I don't like spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um, then we get a montage of everybody having. Sweet, sweet moment. And then we have the really annoying, stupid line of, have you let it, or like, uh, blah, 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 letting a stranger come inside. Oh. Right <laughs> as music. Hannah and Caleb are like. About to vote. And it's like, yeah. ooh, what a line. What a line with teenagers. It's not even come inside, it's come in. Side. <laughs> um, and Thank then. Thank you, Pink. And then, what was the other one? Um, something about the tip. Oh, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Yep. There was there was a couple of moments that just kind of. My note for this is not what I remember writing at all, but I need to read it to you. Okay. okay. Ready, ready. Hannah builds him a tent. They get mushy, then smushy. <laughs> Ooh, I that kinda, should be this week's quote. <laughs> I kind of hate it, uh, but it definitely should be this week's quote. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> oh, she built him a tent. Gross! Or he built her a tent She built his tent Definitely In the context of the episode And alluding to uh, Caleb (laughs) got to lay some pipes That stranger coming inside (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um. I think it's very cute that Toby and Spencer Are sharing a bed Yeah they wake up cuddling Also Toby looks pretty nice with a shirt off Yeah he's So cute with that shaved chest and all. <laughs> oh, yeah. Addy was looking very closely at his text no, and well, decided okay, he was so the singing It was so, awesome. was singing, it was close, so close and it's just This like... episode was just very close. Toby and Spencer are cuddling. Paige and Emily are making out. Ugh. And then Hannah and Caleb are going to bone. Woo! Uh, I like that they don't include Arian as well. Hannah has that. sure been trying to bone and she... She has. Some. She's been trying to get some... Uh, and then, the and Sean just didn't want to get in. And so, I'm assuming that was yeah, yeah, that's Friday too. night. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that was Friday night because then we go to Saturday morning and Aria's avoiding fits. Oh, we didn't talk about her dinner. She snapped at Ezra. Sort of, yeah. Where did we miss that? Oh, I, I said that Aria had a cute dress, but yeah. we didn't talk about anything else about um, uh, I don't remember anything else from that scene other than, like, she made a really big deal about, like, making all this food, and he's, like, trying to talk, and she's just, is, like, cheese? Yeah, Which is how he, I yeah, handle no, people talking about it. All he's talking about, he all he, all he's talking about is, tar- he's talking about Jenna's story and how, like, he's really captivated by it and certain things, and it sounds very similar to the lady that, or the former babysitter Arya's mom was trying to set Ezra up with, where it's just someone where he is, he doesn't stop talking about it. He's, like, fascinated that someone else says, wow, like, yeah, you're a captivate. Wow, you can write? Wow, that's so different. Wow. So... And it just happens to be a girl, And so. Arya is just like... Mm. Well, and it's Jenna, who's very much full-on threatened all the girls, and she's not safe to be around. And it's kind of implied that she knows Arya and Fitz are together. Yeah. She's already slept with her half-brother, or step-brother, so... Um, you are not wrong. And we're at Em's house, and they're reading magazines. And Paige wants to go on a picnic. Yeah, Ari is like, "Oh, is it someone interesting?" They decided yet. Um, and then uh, Emily asks Ari, "Do you want to tell Fitz about the Jenna thing?" And she's like, oh, "We made a promise." And Emily goes, "So you do want to? You have to." And kind of gives Emily permission to, like... Well, I feel like it's, let it's, it's, it's such no a nice thing. and mature... Because it's also realizing that she has a partner, essentially. Despite their only high school romance. It's like, your partner's another person. And it's like, if he has been trusted this long to, like, treat her well and do well by her and keep it a secret, like... He should be okay with knowing. Like, it shouldn't threaten any of the girls. Because... Right. He's got Arya... At the forefront of his mind. Right. right. Um, and then Toby and Spencer are cuddling and she has to sneak her arm back. Um, I, think that's where, I think that's where you saw his shaved chest because you're like yep. zoomed in on Spencer's hands. It was entertaining out. that. He's the little spoon. Um, yeah. Yeah! Oh my god, Keegan Allen, of course he's the little spoon. You just need to protect him with your whole heart. Oh, what a good bean! Um, And then they, so then this is the next scene where they hear the noise and they go to the next room and the door's already open. And then there's the boombox playing the flute music and there's a bag of ice with an A message. And Toby's like, "Who's A?" and Spencer's like, "I don't fucking know," which is the truth. She doesn't. Um, And then we go to the secret picnic. And Paige wants to be a secret girlfriend, but Emily doesn't want to have a secret girlfriend. Yeah, which I get. And I I, like that Emily says it in a way that she's like, I get where you're coming from. Like, I completely understand. I just can't be this. Like, I need to stand up for my feelings. Right. Because mine are important and valid, too. Right. Like, I'm not upset with you. I completely understand where you're coming from. This is where I'm coming from. I think it was a really, like, mature conversation, which as a 16-year-old in... Like, the starting of dating in general, especially dating queer, like, that's so hard and scary. Well, and, and I Maya, think she handled it really well. Maya kind of did a similar thing. It, like, it wasn't handled the same. But Maya was like, look, I'm confident and this is where I'm at. And I need someone that's also confident to, and to be where, you know, on but the Maya same level. Maya was pushier. Yeah. Maya was... It, like, it wasn't yeah. handled with the same grace that Emily has with things like this. It was the but, same... Oh, well, because it's also Maya like never had to intent. deal with, like, her family and everyone not accepting of her. Mm-hmm. Like, Maya had brought up how relaxed her parents were, especially her mom, versus Emily has really strict parents. Right. Emily knows Paige has very strict parents. She can sympathize yeah. further and empathize, versus Maya's like, no, like, this is what I need. Like, I don't get why you can't just do... This. Like... Yeah. be in public with me. Who cares? Well, a lot of people care. but um, Sadly. But yeah, like, so similar intention just definitely handled in two very different ways. Um, and then Ari shows up and says, I've been avoiding you to Fitz. And this is where uh, she starts the conversation about the Jenna thing. And she's like, you know, I want you to look at me the same. And then she says, thank you for looking at me today the same way you did yesterday. Their relationship has some really mature moments, and then some very immature moments. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting, because I would assume that, like, in real life, that's probably how a relationship between an adult and a child would kind of be. Because, like, and it, like Fitz wouldn't be dating Aria if she didn't have those mature moments. Right. So... But, like, she is still a kid, so there's, like, things that she's still learning how to process. So it's kind of got, like, like I feel like that seems like an accurate representation of that kind of a dynamic. Um, and then, Mom was up all night looking for Hannah. Yeah. Mama Marin. And when she answers Caleb's phone, after Hannah yells at her about forgetting that she was an orphan. A foster kid, or you said you made it out, like, yeah, um, because that's the thing, it's like some people just need one other person to believe in them to be able to get out of horrible situations. Mama Marin clearly had that, whatever that situation was. And she's denying that to someone else. Who like, she has the opportunity to be that per- To that be the, role mo- the adult yeah. role model that this kid needs that she probably didn't have. And then when she did have it, and someone believed in her, she, she got able to, to do- be successful and steal from her clients. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, you need someone that's been through what you've been through to get you out. Like, that's why sponsors in AA are people that have, like, been through the program. Right. And, like, that kind of a situation. It's, like, Mama Marin can start holding Caleb accountable from a perspective where, like, I was, like, in this position once. Yeah, like, I've like, been through this. this. I what, know this is possible. This is what I needed. Um, And, like, maybe, you know, maybe it wasn't the exact same situation. But, like, similar enough that she can level with Caleb. And I think he kind of sees that towards the end of the episode, like, she, like, Caleb's smart enough to kind of figure it out. She's treating him the way that, like, she would have wanted to be treated when she was that person, like, when she was in Caleb's spot. When she was spot. that child, yeah. Yeah. So, like, I think some, like, I think Caleb picks up on, like, some of what Mama Marin's doing by the end. Yeah, when she Uh, goes, you can call me Ashley. mm -hmm. And like with the, like making some of the jokes, like, well, you you know, take whatever you want out of the fridge. You were already doing that anyway. Like, it's just a little bit of guilt mixed with like a lot of forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, And then Mama Marin answers Hannah's cell phone and is kind of ominous and creepy sitting on the stairs because they got to make you think it's bad. Uh, of course. Then That's the whole point. Then Toby invites Spencer for more cuddling. Aww. And then they kiss. Yay, we love I'm love. very happy about it. And then... And then she goes, I wasn't uh, expecting that. He goes, me either. And it was very like, <laughs> very like every teen drama ever. One Tree Hill, Chad Michael Murray. Me either. Oh my god. All like close with faces touching... So cute, um, and then we get dinner at the Marin's. So, uh, Mom invited Caleb over. He closes the fridge, and he's got this leather wrist cuff, and it just something about it made me giggle. Hopping like, a lot of fences. Did you you hopping something? a lot of fences? Yeah, the leather—they're grippy gloves. Usually, uh, no, he it's like it's a, just a wristband, just band. like a leather brace, oh, wristband. Like, a, like a I don't know why. <laughs> Got it. I said wrist cuff, so maybe you heard something out of that. Yeah, um, but uh, some like I don't know something about that is like a a time. Yeah. Then we go to. Mama Marin says you better not hurt Hannah. And yeah, please. I believe you. Yeah, if you hurt my little girl, I won't hesitate to make you regret it. And I, believe you. I thought that was the most appropriate response uh, to that statement. And then Caleb scuttles off like a good noodle. I'm okay. Um, And then Fitz and Arya are having a very grown-up talk, and that's where he says, uh, where she says thank you for looking at me the same today as you did yesterday. And he says I love you. And It's gross. all very gross. Is that the first time they said I love you? I don't think so. I think... They said I love you back around their, like, Philly date. Forgot about Philly. It was so uh, long ago. Then at Hannah's house, um, you can call me Ashley, and then Caleb goes outside and makes a call, and he's a little bit teary. He's like, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. Out of what? Time? Toilet paper? Um. Uh... I can't think of anything else. Um, then we go to Spencer's house, and the cops are there. And the cops think that she was dating Ian. Which First of all, the bullshit that these cops are questioning her and so worried when they're not worried that, oh shit, now we have evidence that there was a motherfucking pedophile in town. And everybody's grilling Spencer. Yeah. They yeah. so you know you were seeing Ian. It's like, holy shit. Holy shit. A it doesn't like it doesn't matter if it means Spencer could be lying, but they know that she was seeing Ian, which is literally fucking illegal, and no one in this town cares. Not even the parents. No one. Also, like, um, we get the truth bomb from Melissa about them being in Hilton Head so she could get an abortion. Which I think Hilton Head is like a ritzy town, so why would they have abortions readily available there? Because like it'd be like in Beverly Hills, back in the day they were doing like under the table abortions for young actresses so that no one would know, and like a a ritzy town would be a place that you could get an abortion probably like better health care. You can go to like you could get go to a hospital there and have like a referral and And, well. And when I I guess that makes sense. When I worked at the fancy hotel, they had a like recovery wing, so we had nurses that worked on property, and like if you would have like corrective surgery uh, that's a dumb way to say that uh, like like vanity surgery plastic surgery um, like they can recover at the hotel so they're just staying at the hotel for the weekend or the week or whatever like we're taking a staycation and staying at the Hill- going to Hilton Head and then they can go off and do whatever I guess that makes sense kind of in secret um Plus, also, probably the only, like, a nearby. No. Wait a minute. Hilton Head, that's, is that where South Carolina. Going? South Carolina. But that's where the golf clubs are from, right? Yeah. yeah. From... That's where the tag was from. Why the hell did they drive that far? I'm just confused as to where they drive that far now that I'm thinking about it. Cause... Yeah. So, here's what I don't know. Like, I'm sure somewhere like, again... in Philly you could get an abortion. Well, on a hundred percent, and they're definitely nice areas to stay in Philly, and they're nice places to be. Okay, so here's, here's what I'm thinking. I don't remember if Ian actually went to high school with them. Yes. Because the first time we see like young Ian is that big man on campus. But everyone's day. been talking all about him being such a great athlete and everything. And I'm pretty, okay. and I don't think like yeah, he's like from the town. Because I was thinking maybe like maybe he just came up for college, and then um and then like his family had stakes in the golf club at, in South Carolina because they lived there or something. But also maybe his, maybe Ian's parents just for some reason had like a, like a timeshare or something at Hilton. him. I don't know. Either way, Ian sucks. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he does. But also like, here's the thing. They all, so Ren kissed Spencer and they all blamed Spencer. No one's talking about Ren the sexual predator either. Like that whole scenario, nobody thought about the fact that Ren the adult Forced himself on Spencer. The like underaged. Not able to give consent. Like teenage child. So. Not to say that like. But the first time. Like it was a kiss. In the sense that like. Melissa saw it. Was like oh my god he kissed her. Like they kissed. It was viewed as Spencer doing something. Lying in bed and it's. Is what, like they think he's an asshole either way i think the second time is bullshit that they're not reacting because it's like oh no this is like someone older who now we've like actually admitted that there's an affair going on like it's more than a kiss it's more than what could be they blame it on like what like crimes of passion and all that stuff yeah. and like if oh we were drinking or something like Dumb shit happens, I don't, like, Ren is disgusting, either way, she is a child, but it's like, I can slightly see why the family and parents are just like... They don't view it as... they, They don't know Ren, he's just the boy that she met in college, so, like, I feel like if they were gonna freak out about either of the boys, I feel like they'd freak out more about Ren because they've known Ian, so they'd have reason to defend him. But, like, they chose to be like, you broke Plus up the your Plus, the Ian sister, thing was further in the past. Yeah. Like, you just don't want your sister to be happy. Like, no, that's too, like, she dated, she's been dating two sexual predators. Like, these are, these are men that are actively choosing to pursue an underage children. woman. Like Children. A child. Girl. Yeah. Um, but like to like to defend Ian would make a little bit more sense because they've known him. So like yeah, like it would make more sense that they would trust him. But that's the thing—they're not even like questioning any of it. They're just like. "Mm They knew you were with him, like they knew you guys were together, because Spencer's parents are so far removed and messed up. Well, and they have these moments where it's like, "I'm going to defend my daughter. You can't talk to her without an adult. What's going on here?" But those are like the very easy. She's defending the daughter against an outsider. She's now having. They're always defending Melissa. Yeah, against Spencer. Against Spencer, and this is ruining Melissa's happiness. Yeah, and that's how it's always been. Yep. Oh, shit. yep, yep, yep. Um, and then Spencer sends out an SOS text, and the girls show up to the gate. And there's cops, and they can't get in. And then they all get a text from A, and that uh, it says that Spencer is a person of interest in yes. my murder. A dun dun dun. Uh, and then we get the AC where they're just rewatching the them video. get the message. Over and over again while eating popcorn, and Addie laughed. No, oh, I wrote A is sketchy. I mean, what? No, I did not laugh. Was it not you? No, I, I, thought I thought it really was not. me. Oh, they <laughs> <A> started <laughs> eating popcorn, and somebody no. behind me started laughing, and I thought it was you. I mean, we. I had popcorn, so it wasn't. Too, we all had popcorn. It was. I, wrote, I literally wrote A is sketchy. Yeah, well, and now that we're seeing that A has a camera somewhere at Spencer's house and is, like, watching this moment. Though you could tell it was someone holding it and it was moving. That one, yeah. But with knowing that, like, A is in places and filming things, what else does A have on videotape? Everything. Because it just keeps getting sketchier and sketchier. So I'm going with... They are what and they say they're like an hour away from Pennsylvania or Philadelphia. I yeah. <sighs> so, that's like an 11-hour drive to get to Hillenhead. Head. They drove that fucking far. <laughs> yeah. It's so far. Yeah, they made a week- yeah. They made a weekend out of it. They had a little vacation, a little abortion vacation. 734 miles. Yeah. One way. That's what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure you can get an abortion in Philly easier. Yeah, like a hell of a lot. They could have even gone to, like, D.C. or something. Yeah, they could have gone to New York City. Oh, my God, yeah, they could have gone like, a freaking hospital. They could have gone to Pittsburgh. Walked on a bus and gone to New York. Dear Maybe his grandma has a permanent room at the Hilton Head, and then they didn't want to pay for it, so they just so took to the gas. So you make up for it and gas. Because we know he's not driving know. a Prius. Oh my god! Probably there's another scary specific reason for the Hilton Head. Eleven fucking hours away. Because he was fucking Allie and Allie What wa- he was fucking Allie Melissa while Melissa having was having an abortion in Hilton Head, so that he could sleep with Allie on the side. There's your answer. God, I hope that's wrong. I'm pretty sure you guys have watched it. <laughs> I would hope you There's both There's so know. much I don't remember. I forgot Garrett was a whole character. I love Garrett. He's so uh, cute. All right, is that all of everything? Yeah. Well, do you have any predictions? Let me recap so, Addie's predictions from today. None. Ian sucks. Okay, okay. that's <laughs> true. So, no matter what. What's next week' episode called? Uh, next week is "Someone to Watch Over Me," season one, episode twenty. What oh, do you God. think's going to happen, we gonna Adderall? We're going on-the-nose title, because Jen already talked about Big Brother watching everyone in 1984. <laughs> so here we go. Yeah, we've had a couple on the nose titles in a row. Again, adults are very much writing these episodes. Keeping it going. Not children. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's probably better. Well, no, I'm also saying, like, they have no, like, you can tell it's adults who only hang out with adults. (laughs) Like, like, there's no. We also went to high school at this time, and none of us knew of the bad scene. So, like. Also, no one had to read 1984. Like, I know Jenna brings that up. I'm like, that was not a high school book. No, we read. Um, it wasn't Animal Farm. Not, I read Animal Farm, a separate piece. Some people read A Brave New World, but 1984 I. Nineteen Eighty-Four, I think, was an AP Lit um, class, like book for us at my high school. Great Gatsby. But I never had to how read it. How could before. I ever forget? Didn't read Gatsby. that one either. Read, oh. I've read The Great Gatsby and The Catcher in the Rye. The Great Gatsby, and oh, I, was, the I was okay with. The Catcher in the Rye, every second of that book, I just wanted to throw it out the window. It's we didn't read book. Catcher in the Rye. Don't. We read oh, Lord don't of read the Fra- Flies, but I didn't read it. We read Beowulf. Oh, uh, we read Lord of the Flies. It. And how how we read Beowulf. Lord of the Flies was also a weird ass book. We read uh the anthem or something like the crucible. that we didn't read the crucible we did that uh ein uh, rand she reads she wrote a book like anthem or something to that effect and i didn't read it but allegedly i did uh death of a salesman we read that was awful i didn't read that one uh to kill a mockingbird that's all the secrets we can share today For all of our updates, or if you just want to say hi, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at podcast. Or you can send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast directory. We'd like to extend our thanks to Tim Buell for the marvelous music. And to Anne Allen for the amazing artwork. And an extra special thank you to you for listening. Until, Until next, next time, time, bitches. bitches.